What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast, where we go over, talk about, discuss, break down everything we just saw after every single 49ers game. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero with Niners Nation. We're going to be joined by Kyle Posey of Niners Nation and a bunch of the other Niners Nation uh, podcasters. Levin Black is going to hop in with us as well. Uh, Niners don't get the win in week one, 19-16. They fall to the Chiefs, so what? Who cares? But obviously, a lot went on. We're going to break it all down. I want your questions. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitter, please, this is going to be an interactive thing. We're going to do this all year long. So obviously, we want to hear from you. Uh, Shoot us a question. Shoot us a comment. And we're going to get to as many as we can throughout the show. Um, I was geeking out over this game all day. Couldn't wait. Could not wait. For Trey Lance to see him on the field, see what he looked like. And we got some good. We got some bad. He did a couple of things that we liked. He made some throws that maybe could have been intercepted. Um, We're going to talk about all of it. If you want the official numbers on Lance, he was 5 of 14 for 128 yards with a touchdown. He was sacked four times. And that was a big issue in this game. He was sacked a lot. He was under pressure a lot. And obviously, that's not ideal if you're a 49ers fan. Uh, We didn't see him run that much, which I'm interested. I want to know if Kyle will bring this up in the postgame, and I'll try and keep an eye on on Twitter here as we go along. Was he told not to run? Or is that something he just decided to do on his own? Did he want to, like, prove that he was a, a downfield passer? I don't know. Um, it, I, I'll be interested to hear. I'd like to know because, you know, he was under pressure. Yes. But part of the excitement for getting him was that, Hey, we, we want this guy because when he is under pressure, when the offensive line does break down, we want somebody that's going to be able to get away from that pressure and still make something out of the play. And we didn't see that from Lance tonight. And like I said, maybe he was told not to, we don't know. Um, maybe he just decided on his own. I'm not sure. But we didn't see it, and I was a little disappointed in that. But, I mean, in terms of what we did see, in terms of the good, oh, baby, unbelievable. That 80-yard bomb to Trent Sherfield, his second pass ever in the NFL, and I know it's not official because it's preseason, but whatever, but rolling left, stopping, holding the safety with his eyes, and then purposely, and I love this, purposely not throwing it to Brandon Ayuk, who was open on the crosser. If you go back and look at it, he's open. Lance can hit him for a nice gain, especially if Ayuk you know, gets hit in stride and can run a little bit. He said, now, nah, forget that. I'm chucking it deep. And he throws a perfect ball to Trent Sherfield, hits him basically in stride, 49 yards in the air. He goes the rest of the way for the touchdown. Unreal. Like the moment we were all waiting for, right? Like the ball's in the air. I'm like, oh my God, this is real. And then Sherfield catches it, goes for the touchdown. The place goes nuts. Papa goes nuts on the call. Unbelievable. And I'm just watching that and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we waiting for here? We're really going to start Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, really? Really? 
I, I just don't see, I don't see why. What is the purpose for it? Like Jimmy Garoppolo cannot make that throw. He's just not physically capable of doing it. Uh, so I just like, what, why wait? Like he, Garoppolo was three of three in this game for 26 yards, three of three for 26 yards. And I love this stat too, which I just threw up on the screen. If you're watching. Trey Lance, average depth of target in this game, 11.4 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo, average depth of target, 1.3 yards. Like, you're telling me Trey Lance can't do that? He can't do that. Average depth of target, 1.3 yards. Like, come on now. And I know that Kyle's going to say, and, he, and Kyle did say it going into, into halftime, actually, as a matter of fact. Oh, Trey Lance had some good and some bad. And yeah, that's all fine, but come on now. You watch the game. You see it. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Let me welcome in Levin Black here, my co-host on the Gold Standard Podcast, which comes out on Thursdays. What's up, Levin? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Typical preseason game. Some excitement, a lot of boring. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm watching the game and I'm like, what, what are we doing here with these quarterbacks? Like you see Lance chuck that bomb. Like, what are we waiting for? Am I nuts? Yeah, you're nuts. I knew you were going to react that way. Look, you, you saw one play that is the spectacular, the reason he was taken number three, and the reason why so many people are excited. But then pretty much the whole rest of the way, you also saw the rookie. There were drops in there. He didn't have a bad game. I think it was pretty much to be as expected type of game. He showed spectacular play, the athleticism. But then he also showed that he's a rookie. He had three near in interceptions, three passes that should not have been thrown. Now, the offensive line was causing him to get a lot of pressure, but yep. it, that's the type of rookie mistakes that you talk about. In the NFL, when you were getting pressured, you don't force it because you don't have those all-world wide receivers that are just going to outclass the defensive back because you have also all-world defensive backs that can go up and get it, or linebackers that are going to get there, where in college the linebackers don't get there. They're not fast enough. And so he was making a lot of throws that rookies make, and they they learn as veterans that sometimes the sack is the better result. Yeah, I mean, he like I said, he wasn't perfect by any stretch, but neither is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, let's stop acting like Jimmy Garoppolo does everything perfectly. Jimmy Garoppolo makes plenty of throws that should have been picked himself. I just feel like Trey can do everything that Jimmy can do. And like I said before you jumped in, Jimmy can't make that throw. That 49-yard no. bomb to Sherfield from the far hash to the outside of the other hash, and the, he can't do it. No, if Jimmy tries to make that pass, he's getting intercepted because he doesn't have the arm strength to get it there. But – the thing I like my thought in watching Trey Lance in this game was this almost knocked him down a bit in my mind. Cause in my mind it was, he might be ready now. He might clearly be the best player on the team ready to start clearly better than Jimmy. I didn't see that. He's not clearly better. I think he has some lumps to learn. Now, is it possible that he could learn those in the coming weeks before the season starts? Yeah, I think so. I think it could still be the week one starter, but I did see the rookie. So that meant to me, Jimmy has to be the starter. Because like we talked about, once you go to Lance, there's no going back. I if agree. you're still seeing that rookie as often as I saw it tonight, then you don't make the swap to Lance yet. You stick with Jimmy until Jimmy loses the job in that scenario. 
SLC Niner fan said, did we really learn anything new about the quarterbacks from this game? Here's what I learned that I think Lance is, is exciting even when he's not running. And that was something I brought up too before you hopped in. Like, I don't know if they told him not to run, but he really did not look to scramble at all in this game. And so from my perspective, I was like, I feel like this dude can sling it from the pocket. He didn't even show any of that other added dimension that we're all, you know, losing our minds over with on the ground. Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter saying that they they think that they're going to see a couple designed runs for Lance just to see what he can do. And I was like, there's no way. Shannon's no. not going to have his quarterback taking hits on purpose by design in preseason. And not only that, but by running those, he's tipping his hand. He's giving opponents something to watch. That exactly. is a wrinkle he wants nobody to see until it's in a game that counts. So I was not surprised to see him not run. And I think they talked to him uh, after the first couple of sacks where he kind of stood up there and tried to, you know, force his way through to get it, you know, an extra yard or two back. Because yeah. you saw that last sack right before the end of the half where he literally got the ball. And when he realized he's not going to get out of this, he went, he just down. went down. He went down. Yep. Apartment. I think they told him, stop taking the hits. Like you standing in there isn't going ha- to do anything to help us. Yep. I totally agree with you. I actually had that written down in my notes. Like, did they just tell him to go down? Because he took a couple of shots. He definitely did. There's uh, this comment from Julian who says, Jimmy looked like Jimmy, but wouldn't Trey have been much better, A, behind an effective number one starting line, and B, if allowed to run to escape? And that's a good point, Levin. Lance was good when he had the real offensive line in there. When the second string O-line came in there, that's when things really, really got bad for him. Yeah, I mean, but he did make that play when it was the second string O-line, and it was also still some starters from Kansas City out there on the defensive line. So I, I don't know. Yeah, the the, the Niners' second O line is not good, but neither are defensive lines' second units. You know, the Niners are kind of unique in that in the amount of depth they have. So I I don't really get as, as, as big on that. Like they had a bad game, sure, but you're having a second offensive unit offensive line going against a second unit defensive line. So it is what it is. Like it's two second units. If you have him with the starters, he's going to have the Chris Jones coming at him every play rather than Chris Jones getting that first sack and then sitting. So it's kind of a give and take there. Maybe Chris Jones gets that sack. We don't know. There was a lot of there was 22 players for the 49ers that did not play tonight. I think I saw something like 17 starters um, and a couple guys. I was a little disappointed, like Elijah Mitchell, that. That took me completely by surprise. I was really looking forward to seeing him in there. Uh, instead, we got a lot of Jamichael Hasty Levin, which I actually liked. I, I I don't know about you. I've always been high on Jamichael Hasty ever since we uh, we saw him last season. I know he had the fumble, which I'm sure pisses Kyle Shanahan off. But I like Jamichael Hasty. What about you? I, I think he he's a very good kind of last guy type of depth he's somebody that can come mm-hmm. in and make a play or two i don't think he he's at the point yet he's still a very young player i don't think he's at the point as a blocker um or in the passing game to be kind of an every down back but i i think he's somebody that has a chance to make the roster at the end of the running back uh depth chart i i really wonder with some of the inactives that were out there how much shanahan is kind of playing games so to speak 
where he's trying to hide people so so he can get them on the practice squad. And I thought that when I saw Mitchell was inactive, and I thought that when I saw Watkins was inactive from the wide receivers. It is it that they just aren't ready, and he doesn't think they they even belong playing in a preseason game, or is it that he's going to try to stash them on practice squad and he doesn't want to showcase them? I just saw on Twitter that Mitchell has, he's going to be out a couple of weeks with an abductor strain. Ah. So yay. Uh, let's welcome in Kyle Posey, Grand Poobah of Niners Nation, host of the Shanna Plan podcast with Akash Anavarathan that comes out on Wednesdays. What's up, KP? What up, man? Uh, that was fun. There was a lot going on there, but it does suck for Mitchell, man, because it was, he was, uh, mm. he would have been fun to watch in the preseason. So, oh, we were, we were talking a little Jermichael Hasty. Like, I like him because I feel like he's got a little wiggle. He can overcome if a play doesn't have great blocking or things kind of break down. He can still gain a couple of yards, but he had that freaking fumble, and you know Kyle Shanahan has no tolerance for that. We fumbled four times in August alone during practice. So, honestly, this is no surprise because it's been something that's happened seemingly every other practice. But, uh, yeah, like you said, man, he's exciting. He's fun, and – when the blocking isn't there, which was the case for a lot of the time tonight for the 49ers <laughs> offensive line, uh, they need guys to make plays. So it was cool to see just, you know, fresh legs out there. What did you think of the 49ers offensive line? Because uh, I was like talking about Trey. I was saying that Trey was pretty good when the when the number one line that started with Jimmy was out there and then things got a little dicey after that. Yeah, you can kind of see people blaming him for either holding the ball or whatnot, but there were guys getting beaten off the line almost instantaneously. I think Jalen Moore had a couple of them. Uh, Aaron Banks gave up a sack. So it, his stat line isn't going to look great, but if you add a little bit of context, I think, you know, you, you understand that, hey, he's going to be very, very good. But outside of that, I think uh, the offense has explosive plays, and with Lance in the game, you see what it looks like when you can use the entire field. Like his touchdown pass is a great example. What are the odds of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing that pass? Like even Zero. that pass. Yeah, so he had Ayuk running, running wide open in front of his face on a crossing route, which more than likely he probably would have thrown, Jimmy would have thrown. But uh, he looks off that, goes to the third level, and this is something that Lance has done all preseason as well, where he's attacking down the field. And I think when you open up the offense like that, uh, the sky is the limit, man. It's going to make – it's going to make it very, very hard for defense to defend that, knowing that they're going to have to use the entire field, knowing that you can no longer, you know, leave wide receivers deep down the field um, just open. One interesting thing I thought of is that Lynch was actually in the booth when that play happened, and Lynch himself pointed out that he liked that Lance let Ayuk go and went deep to Sherfield. Every once in a while, John Lynch will give you, like, 15 to 30 seconds of unvarnished truth before he realizes what's coming out of his mouth, Levin. To me, he didn't say that by accident. No, he didn't. I don't know how much Shanahan likes that he would say that. You know, Shanahan, whatever, if, if he's planning on playing Lance and that's kind of his scheme, uh, I don't think he likes Lynch talking about that. And I don't think he likes Lynch in general kind of telling their business. Shanahan is somebody that likes to try to keep his business between just the Niners organization and the players. But I like that Lynch does that. Like we need some leaks or some little bit of nuggets because the regime does not leak. And that's the type of character stuff that really makes it interesting and that you enjoy watching because it's type of stuff that, you know, it just happens in the moment and it's organic and 
It really kind of makes them human. I just think that they might not say it publicly, but when I look at the plays they were calling for Lance, I mean, Kyle, first play, Lance gets in there. They call a play action, and he's looking deep. Now, he didn't throw it, but that was a deep shot. To me, I just if Shanahan wanted to protect him and wanted to make Jimmy look good, he could have called a much different game for Trey Lance than what he called. Yeah. And I think just with Lance, his demeanor or his aggressiveness, if you call these play action plays, he's going to look down the field and Kyle Shanahan has to know that. So yeah, it's, it's going to be fun, man. Just to think when, so he's out there right now with Jalen Moore at left tackle and just, you know, the starters aren't really playing. Daniel Brunskill is a starter for now. But I imagine that's not going to be the case as Aaron Banks, you know, continues to get comfortable. So they're going to have a really, really good offensive line. But he's also going to be throwing to uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. So I think that's what's going to be fun when we really get a chance to see Lance work with the first teamers. So based on tonight, and Kyle Shannon said Lance is going to receive those reps, do you think he's done enough to start to get those first team reps in practice? Because Tonight was the first time he had ever had an exchange with Trey Sermon because Trey Sermon uh, predominantly has ran with the first team. Uh, we have not seen Lance take more than, I think, two snaps in practice with Mike McGlinchey on the field. So uh, there's a lot. Uh, first time is just tonight. It's hard because Kyle knows the moment he starts doing that, it's going to be the talk. And, and there's no going back once he does it. So does he wait and – kind of give Lance a chance to play in another preseason game, or does he go ahead and pull the trigger on it, trying to get him ready for the regular season? That's kind of, I think he's going to have to kind of tip his hand a little bit in this coming week. Cause if he starts giving Trey Lance first team reps, that means he's trying to get him ready to see if he can be ready week one. If he doesn't give him first team reps, I think that's a clear sign that he's not going to go to him week one, unless somehow he forces the issue in the second and third preseason game. Uh, what do I, Put him in. Put him in. Like, I love this comment from SLC Niner fan. I love how stats is the unchangeable Lance apologist and Levin is relentlessly objective. First of all, let me just say, Levin Black is a human wet blanket, okay? I'm trying to get people excited. I'm trying to get people, in, you know, look hopeful with something to look forward to. I, I had the stat up before, uh, KP, with the average depth of target how Jimmy Garoppolo's average average depth of target was 1.4 yards. <laughs> Trey Lance can't do that? Like, of course he can. So what are you starting, Jimmy? You don't get the wild plays from Jimmy Garoppolo. You get the turnover plays. So then what, what does he give you that Lance doesn't? I don't get it. I think the question would be, are you willing to go through the growing pains live? Are you willing to go through the mistakes? Because he did have a couple throws where they should have been picked off. He was late over yep. the throw, and then he had the throw where the cornerback kind of sunk. It was a lot like Ramsey's interception against the Rams on Garoppolo where the cornerback kind of sunk in that underneath coverage. So are you going to be willing to go through the inevitable growing pains? Because no matter how you feel about Trey Lance, we all know he has the potential to be, you know, a really, really, really good quarterback, but they're going to be mistakes. So are they, how often do you think those are going to happen? How much of the talent around him will you be able to overcome? Will the defense be able to make up for those? Like those are the things I think you have to ask. And ultimately, will the good outweigh the bad? Will his explosive plays, will he be able to run out of sacks? Will those type of things overcome the inevitable mistakes that he makes? I want to ask both of you this, and I'll start with you, Levin. 
If you're saying that you shouldn't start with Lance, but you should go to him eventually, let's say the Niners were to go to him and after the bye week, are you better with Lance coming in after the bye week, essentially, you know, with no experience than you would be in weeks, you know, that same week if Lance had been playing the whole year? Because I think you're better if he plays the whole year than you would be to just, okay, now all of a sudden bring him off the bench in the middle of the year. No, that's certainly true. Uh, the he's going to be somebody that gets better as he gets more time. And, you know, I, I think he's mentally tough enough that if he has a bad game, he's not just going to crumble. Like you see some young quarterbacks, they just aren't mentally tough, tough enough. They have one bad game and they just get worse and worse from there. I don't think he's that type. So yeah, he, he would be better. And that's an argument for starting him week one. It it's just where he's at. Like I said, the fact that he had three near in, interceptions in this game and you saw some of the rookie decisions tells me that he's not quite there to the point that I would be benching Garoppolo. That doesn't mean he can't get there. This is literally his first game action. He's going to be able to look at the film and realize his mistakes and try to improve on him. And he is the type of quarterback from everything we've read and heard that he will do just that. You know, some young quarterbacks don't look at the film. You know, they're, they're not film junk junkies. And that's what it takes to be successful. And I have confidence that he will do that. So I have confidence still that he could be the week one starter. I just didn't see it tonight. What do you think, KP? Yeah, it's going to be tough, man, just because um, a lot of what I just said. And will are you willing to – and we have to go through the whole um, – if you put Lance in and he struggles right away, like that yep. has to be a big factor. If he struggles right away, you can't go to Jimmy after that because you just said – better than Jimmy in training camp. So I, I don't think so. And I think they're just going to kind of slow play it, slow roll it, because he is going to have to, you know, master the two-minute situation, which he didn't look totally comfortable in. He's going to have to do a lot of the nuances that, you know, we have no idea about. And it goes – there's so much deeper – there's so much more to playing quarterback than, you know, just throwing the football. So he's going to have to master a lot of that. So I think it's going to be Jimmy G uh, to start. And it's probably going to be him for a couple of games – but I think once Lance gets more and more comfortable in practice, that's when we kind of see the tide start to turn. But like, how's he going to master the two minute drill in practice, taking like what five reps and in practice, like how's he going to actually get better unless he's actually out there doing it? I agree. And I, I am on the, I am on the train where rookies need to play to get better and not just rookies where um, like, how, how else do you get better? You're not going to get better in practice because as we saw, uh, practice is a lot different than the games, like the game speed. You're not going to be able to yep. predict what coverages they are because a lot of things are scripted in practice. So, no, I, I don't disagree with that. Like, that is a that's probably one of the, the biggest arguments that he has going with for him so far. Let's go off of the quarterbacks for a little bit here. Let's look at some of the wide receivers. Uh, this question comes in from Nicholas, who says, thoughts on Jawan Jennings' first game? You know, everybody it was all eyes on Jalen Hurd. Then we found out before, the, or we found out this week that he wasn't going to play. Jawan Jennings, you know, one catch, I believe, 26 yards, only two targets in the game. But you've been kind of high on him, Kyle. What did you think of Jennings? No, he looked good. So they were using him in practice on these underneath routes and on these screens. So that was good to see that happen in the game because they, I imagine they think he's – so first of all, he just looks different body type. He looks leaner. He looks in better shape. And he looks a little bit quicker, so that helps. Um, I thought the game where he – I think it was a 26-yard game, seeing him get separation, you know, seeing him catch the ball away from his body, that was good. But 
to use the term that Nate Tice from the Athletics says, the, the power slot, that big wide receiver over the middle of the field, that's what they're looking for. Maybe um, who knows what they're going to get out of Muhammad Sanu? Who knows how much they would get out of Juwan Jennings in a regular season game? But just knowing that he's comfortable with the ball in his hands, knowing that he can create plays, just a big body receiver for Jimmy G or Trey Lance, like that is a big deal to have over the middle. Somebody to compliment Debo and Ayuk, and then with George Kittle over the middle too. I have been knocking, and I don't want to say knocking. I've been slow playing the Trent Sherfield hype, Levin. He only had the one catch, but it went for a touchdown. Are you buying into the Sherfield hype, or are you going to slow play it like me? You know, I got to be honest here. It's hard for me to weigh in because this is the first time I've truly seen him. I've just seen the practice highlights. I'm not at practice every day, and he's a new guy to the team. So it's hard for me to truly weigh in. But from everything that I've read, and I've read people like KP and others that were there and saw him, they've been talking about how good he looks and that he looks like wide receiver number three. And then he shows out in this game with a great play, ADR touchdown, where he he had to fight physical contact early and then he had to fake going you know to to his strong side uh to his left and get the safety to bite and he successfully did that like that that takes a a lot of talent it takes a, a lot of route running discipline so i think that he's going to make this team and he's going to have a role on the offense it's not going to be makes this team and has like a richie james type role of the last few years where he gets only plays because of injuries he seems like a real deal, somebody that's going to be part of this offense. He brought it up, KP. Richie James. Uh, and I just want to – let me just throw this question up because Julian Tandy watching on YouTube says, did we see anything with Richie James that should keep him on the roster? I, I want to answer first. No. No. He <laughs> sucks. Richie James can't play dead in a cowboy movie. Okay? Like how long – do we have to watch this guy out here? No, thank you. Every time they went to him tonight, something bad happened. It was a drop, a penalty, whatever it was. Like, what is the fascination with him, Kyle? I do not get it. I think the fascination is just that he's been the punt returner, just that he's been this guy who, I mean, when you think of Richie James, you're going to think of either the kick return from way back when that he had, that he took for a touchdown, or last year against the Packers when, oh, he finally got his opportunity. Look yeah. at these yards he got. But the inconsistencies, man, it has to drive the team insane because the drop that he had today, that was a first down, and instead they have to punt the ball. But that's been the case all through camp. Like, he drops the ball quite a bit. And even when he's a returner, it's not like he's the most sure-handed returner either. So um, I, them naming Brandon Ayuk the starting punt returner is probably mm -hmm. not good news for James making the roster. He does have to be more consistent. Obviously, he's going to get more chances, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's going to be on the outside looking in with a guy like Jennings. So Hurd not playing tonight is a good sign for Hurd and not a good sign for the receivers who were active, I would say. Hmm. I just, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Levin. I was going to say that's a good point, but I was also going to say that one of the reasons why I think James is a fan favorite is 100% due to a fan thing. It's his flip at the end of wins. <laughs> like people live for those. The moment the Niners win, they're like, oh, where's the flip? Where's the flip? Like that makes you a fan favorite, but it has nothing to do with his play on the field. That's, if that's true, that's pathetic. <laughs> like 
That's like Jamal Adams being known for sacking quarterbacks instead of his pass coverage when he's a friggin' safety. Like, no, I'm sorry. That's even worse than Jamal Adams, to be honest with you. Um, all right, let's go to some of the rookies now. We're, I'm seeing a lot of questions about Talanoa Hufonga, who was absolutely everywhere on the field, I thought. He was making plays on defense. He was running people down on special teams. Remember, he said right after he was drafted that he wants to make the Pro Bowl on special teams this year. That was his goal. Hufanga, I like him. I love the name. I'm always a good name guy. KP, did he flash to you, or am I just overblowing it? Well, if you remember the first series, he had he had a jet sweep against – they threw a shovel pass to Tyreek Hill – and that was kind of a welcome to the NFL moment for the rookie because, uh, I mean, when are you ever going to simulate a guy as fast as Tyreek Hill? And then he had another pass interference on that same drive, I believe it was. But after that, he really started settling in. He made plays on special teams and defense. He had a couple third down stops. And I swear he had like 16 tackles on special teams. <laughs> so knowing that his goal was to make the Pro Bowl as a rookie on special teams, a uh, strong start tonight, man. I don't know if he's he's probably not going to be a guy that plays much in the regular season just with the athletes that they have, um, you know, Jimmy Ward and all the cornerbacks. But uh, it, was, it was a promising start for Funga because um, the question was, will he be able to play in that free safety role? Will he be able to do anything outside of the box? And I think he proved that tonight. So uh, active player and he's got a he'll be good for the team, whether it's on defense, whether it's on special teams, uh, productive pick. And I think that's all that matters right now. Speaking of the special teams, I'm just going to say this one more time. Trent Sherfield makes the catch. Touchdown Niners. Everything is great. Everyone's cheering. Levi's is going nuts. And then Robbie Gold comes in and promptly misses the point after touchdown. And I've said it before, and I'm saying it again. Be worried about Robbie Gold, okay? He's the oldest kicker in the league. The last two years, I think he's made only 78% of his kicks, 76 or 78% of his kicks. He's missed six of eight from 50-plus yards. I'm just saying, I think Robbie Gold's going to be a problem this year, and no one's no one's talking about it. No one's paying attention to it. No one cared that he missed the PAT after the touchdown. You're, you're giving me your, your stats as being an idiot face, Levin, but I'm telling you, I think it's going to be bad news. No, that wasn't stats as being an idiot face. I've already shown that on this episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was my having the bad thought of what happened to Adam Vinatieri at the end because he's getting up there like Adam Vinatieri was. And he pretty much went from being somewhat serviceable to complete and utter garbage just because he had a couple of bad kicks that got in his head and he was done. You know, he wasn't able to come back from it. And that's from arguably the best ever kicker. And gold is at that point in his career that that could happen to him. If he has a crucial miss, you know, like a game winning miss, say in week one, he could torpedo and the Niners could be looking for a kicker midseason. Like that is possible. And you just got me thinking about that. And it was causing me to give a weird face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it's going to be trouble. I'm just, I hate to say it because I don't root for bad things to happen, but I think it's going to be a little bit dicey here. Um, who disappointed you, KP, that you saw? Hmm, disappointed. So the bar is low for the second team offensive line, so I'm not going to say that they disappointed, but I don't think the quarterback should be running for their lives um, when they drop back. I don't think they should have to worry about getting hit under two seconds. So 
uh, for, a, for a second there, Lance didn't have much of a chance when he was back mm-hmm. there dropping back. And I think that was that was disappointing because you want to get you want to see him when he has protection. You want to see him being able to scan the field, go through projection or projection uh, progressions, play on time, do all the things that you would expect a quarterback to be able to do. But um, I think once you get hit, once you see the offensive line, you know, get beaten a couple of times, that starts to play with your mental clock and that kind of throws you off. So, I mean, we knew that was going to happen, but I would say the off- the backup offensive line. One more thing with Lance that I wanted to point out. You, you made me think of it because I was just reviewing his sort of early game performance. I almost felt like he was the anti-Jimmy Garoppolo and that I felt like a lot of the passes that he threw were outside the hash marks, boundary passes to the sideline, which Jimmy almost never makes. You mentioned the James one already that he dropped. It was interesting to see a lot more plays go outside the hashes today as opposed to when Jimmy Garoppolo's in there. Absolutely, and that goes back to using the entire field. That will help your running game a ton because when you go, when you spread out wide receivers, now a defense has to go out there and honor them, and even on the routes. So you're not going to be able to slack off for wide receivers running a field uh, routes across the field because you know the quarterback can get the ball there. So it, it's such a big deal knowing you can stretch the field both horizontally and vertically. How about this quote from Kyle Shanahan after the game when he was talking about they didn't run any zone read with Lance and and Shanahan said, that's why preseason games aren't the most fun games for coaches to game plan. See, I, he's deliberately keeping this under wraps. And I feel like people are, I mean, I'm not the only one. I know it might seem like that, but people are already saying that Lance should start and he didn't even show any of that other fun stuff yet. It's going to be fun when we see the whole thing. You got to wonder if Kyle's going to throw in a, a trick play of sorts the first time Lance comes in to run that zone read if he's not starting assuming he comes in and everybody's going to be oh it's zone read and he fakes the zone read and ends up throwing a deep ball you know I could see Kyle Shanahan kind of playing games in that manner where it's not the uh the uh hill package where he just comes in and yeah he's going to run it no matter what (laughs) because he can't pass you just wanted to get a Taysom Hill reference in on the show didn't you because you know I hate his guts (laughs) No, but it's true. Like just about anybody else who's ever run one of those packages when they come in, yeah, it's going to be a run, either the running back or the quarterback and the defense can cheat up. I could see Kyle being willing to have him pull it back and actually try to throw. Well, that's why I don't get the whole, like, let's have a Trey Lance package thing. Right. Cause if you're going to bring him in and have him throw, it just proves you don't, you don't have a quarterback that you don't want to take the ball out of his hands, right? Like you're not taking the ball out of Peyton Manning's hands or Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes. So the fact that you're willing to take the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands means that Lance should be throwing it to begin with. And you can't bring him in just to run like you just said, Levin, because that would be stupid and wouldn't work after a while. So that's why if if Lance is good enough to have this package of plays, you should be good enough to start. I understand your thought process. I don't agree. Just because somebody can be effective running something because they're athletic and have an arm doesn't mean they're ready for every single play having to play the mind games and read defenses and pick up blitzes and all the complicated stuff that comes with actually playing the quarterback position. Oh, they're ready. They're ready when the alternative is Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, God. (laughs) And by the way, the Josh, Josh Rosen got a ton of run tonight. In fact, I don't think Sudfeld played a single snap if I'm, if Mm -hmm. I'm correct, which I think is interesting, but there was a, a play from Rosen that I felt like was a snapshot of the 49ers quarterback play in general in the last four years. 
that interception in the red zone that he throw. I don't know who the hell he was throwing the ball to. It was high. It was over the middle. It was late and it was intercepted. That is exactly the play that has been crushing this team for years. Since Kyle Shanahan became the head coach, the 49ers are minus 35 in turnover ratio. That is the absolute worst in the league. That's a play that Jimmy Garoppolo has made, that Nick Mullins has made, C.J. Beathard has made, Brian Hoyer has made. I haven't seen Lance make that play yet, and maybe he will. I'm sure he'll throw some interceptions, and he could add some balls picked off tonight. But just avoiding that play, by the way, the 49ers could have had a touchdown or at least a field goal. It would have changed the whole rest of the game. That one play was just like such a snapshot of what they have been dealing with. They just need a guy at quarterback to not make that play. That play was the Rosen coaster at its finest. <laughs> like he does that, honestly, every practice. It's not fun to watch. He will have a couple of throws where it'll be like, whoa, did you see the ball come out of his hands? And then I'll have three throws in a row where it just goes directly to, to the defender. So uh, what we saw tonight is everything that's been happening in August. And even the announcers, I don't know if you guys remember that, but the announcers were like, Richie James didn't try for the ball. Um, what else did you want him to do? He's like five <laughs> nine, and the ball was thrown like seven feet. So I don't know who on the team was catching that ball, but yeah, Rosen had his chance tonight, man. They gave him plenty of opportunities, and uh, I don't know, man. It's it's Nate Sudfield's job to lose as far as QB three goes. So I understand why they gave Rosen a chance tonight, but um, you just you can't turn the ball over, not in the red zone, man. Uh, Levin, if you were Lynch and Shanahan, would you keep three QBs or would you just keep two and say, screw that, we need the roster spot somewhere else? You know, that's a good good thought. I honestly I hadn't even thought about that possibility. But in certain respects, that does make sense to only keep two because it's either going to be Lance or Jimmy. Like, if you're going past Lance or Jimmy, your season's over anyway, so it doesn't matter who you pick <laughs> up in free agency. So it, it could make sense to only keep two quarterbacks, but I don't see it. Kyle is too much of a quarterback guy. Like, he's always kept three. You know, he kept Nick Mullins when nobody knew who Nick Mullins was. I, I don't see him only keeping two. How about this question coming in from Key? Oh, sorry, I, I clicked on the wrong one. My bad. Diego. <laughs> What's with the signed player mid-game? Roster contender or camp body? You're talking about Michael Kendricks, uh, linebacker that the 49ers signed. Last time I remember Michael Kendricks, the 49ers were picking on him when he was playing for, I think it was Seattle. Um, I just think they needed somebody. I don't think he's got much of a future. Do you, Kyle? So how about dropping this that he first of all he visited on friday and that was a friday afternoon news dump which is classic nfl and then to announce that he signed on saturday night at like 8 30 p.m pt like, come on man it's uh for three weeks ago he was a he was uh he went to jail or he was they said he had to go to jail for one day and 300 days community service so he was sentenced so it seems like they're kind of sweeping this under the rug but I, yeah i don't know what to expect from him Aziz Alshire is recovering from a knee injury. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan falls. He's in the concussion protocol. So they need bodies. But why not sign somebody who uh, – the best Seattle linebacker, uh, K.J. Wright. That was that was my real takeaway instead of Michael Kendricks. But I know they like athletes. I know they like guys who can run. And he probably just fits what they want to do more. So I don't know what to expect from him. But, I mean, Jonas Griffith looks really good. So, if anything, I don't know if Kendricks would even see the field. 
The last thing I wanted to get to before we signed off tonight, uh, injuries. And luckily, it seems to be a pretty short list. The only significant one I saw was Aaron Banks in the third quarter. He he dinged up his shoulder. He left the field. He went back to the locker room. Uh, I haven't seen anything. I'm trying to look at Twitter really quickly. I haven't seen any updates. Uh, have you, either of you guys seen anything on Banks? No. Go ahead. I was going to say, I haven't seen any updates, and I haven't seen any more mention since he left the game in Trey Sermon because he was bothered by what seemed like maybe a shoulder injury they were saying during the game. And they had, you know, they looked at him and he missed a couple of plays and then he came back in. Nobody's made mention of it since. So I don't know if it's just like a stinger that kind of went away or what, but I was expecting something to be said about him. Nothing new on Banks either that I saw. So, and Shanahan didn't say anything after the game. So I imagine like he's fine, he's good to go and no sweat, or his shoulder fell off and Shanahan didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually one of those two things. By the way, you mentioned Sermon. Not exactly the most thrilling debut. Nine carries, 26 yards. I did think early on he was very patient. He kind of, rem- I, I don't want to say this, but like he kind of reminded me of Frank Gore in terms of how he runs. Runs with power, not super fast, but very patient and can get the yards that are blocked for him. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more Trey Sermon. I'll, I'll just try not to hype him too much, but I liked what I saw at least early on, Levin. It's just kind of funny because I had another comparison that I actually threw out on Twitter during the game. He reminded me of his running style, which, you know, I said at the time, people will think it's an insult and I can see why people would take it that way. But I don't think it is because he's had a decent career. He's still playing. He reminded me a lot of Carlos Hyde. He's a bigger physical guy. He didn't have I didn't see that crazy speed. But I saw the cutting ability and the power. And he just kind of reminded me of Carlos Hyde where. If the blocking is there, he's going to do something with it. If the blocking's not there, he's going to hit the pile and get one yard. I didn't see the spectacular from him, but I also didn't see really bad from him, and that just kind of reminded me of Carlos Hyde. Please tell us he's going to be better than Carlos (laughs) Hyde, Kyle. Uh, (laughs) Please? (laughs) There's no doubt about it. He's he's probably already better than Carlos Hyde. There we go. I don't think we have to worry about that. I I think I'm I'm excited to see what Sermon can do out of the backfield, like as a receiver. So you mentioned about his patience and how you reminded him of Gore. I can see that because that's what we've seen in practice. He has really, really good balance, too, so he doesn't go down easily. Um, He's just going to be a a good fit. And, I mean, it's tough to judge the running backs tonight just because – Trent Williams was not playing. And when your best player is not playing, uh, you're probably not going to get a good read on the running backs. And their second best player on the line is probably already Alex Mack. So uh, their top two linemen weren't on the field. Um, When they do play, we'll have a good idea of what what Sermon can do. Um, So we'll we'll judge him when uh, we won't hold 2.6 yards per attempt against him, I guess I and we've got, I mean, things are going to get exciting this week because they've got the joint practices with the Chargers, which I think are there's going to be a lot you can tell from those. It'll be nice to see the Niners go up against somebody else. And then they play the Chargers next week. So, like, I feel like this coming week, we're going to learn a lot more about the 49ers than we know right now. Yeah, I think all of those guys are going to play except Nick Bosa, too. So uh, those practices, are you're going to learn so much more about the team than you would in a preseason game. And, I don't know if either any of the Chargers starters are going to actually play in that game anyway. So um, it'll be fun to see them go against another another color jersey for sure. You know, you got to think the offensive line's like, all right, we're not going to go against Bosa in practice this week. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that the Chargers said like uh, 
a, a few of their players. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play like the entire preseason. Um, the safety there, what's his name? Derwin James. Right. So a few guys. I don't know if Joey Bosa was on that list or not. I can't remember, but. Which is why the practices will be so much more entertaining because we'll get to see Trent Williams against Joey Bosa. We'll get to see Jason Red against Keenan Allen. We'll get to see George Kittle against Derwin James. Like those matchups are going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, I miss Kittle tonight. I would love to see Kittle out there with Lance, but hopefully we get a little. I'm sure Shanahan will give them a little run next week, right? You would think at some point we would have to see Kittle. Oh, he's going to, I imagine he'll play for sure. All right. Well, good game tonight. Fun game. We got the bomb from Lance. That was very exciting. Thanks to everybody who's watching on YouTube and Twitter. We really do appreciate it. Uh, If you caught the end of this or you want to hear anything that happened earlier, don't worry. It's going to be a podcast on the Niners Nation podcast theme. I'm actually going to put it together right as soon as we stop this broadcast. So it'll be out for you later tonight or definitely by the time you wake up tomorrow morning. Levin, KP, thank you very much for hopping in. I really appreciate it. Go Niners. And uh, this is just the beginning, everybody. Have a good night.